Hello, hello, hello. So who knew there can be up to 27 hormone disrupting chemicals in mainstream period products? It's a really shocking fact that not many people are aware of, considering you're putting period products in or near your body every single month. However, Ridey period products, on the other hand, contain zero bleach, toxins or harmful chemicals. And I'm absolutely delighted to announce that Riley are sponsoring my podcast this month. Riley is an Irish female founded period care subscription service for 100% organic cotton products. They believe you've got the right to know exactly what you're putting into your body every month, which is exactly why they started this business. They also don't want to lock you into anything, which is why you can cancel and reactivate your subscription at any time. No strings attached. And they've kindly given me a discount code for 15% off your first three months of period products. Simply head to their website, www.wearereilly.com, and you can use the code SHANE15, S-H-A-N-E-1-5, and get your eco-period products conveniently delivered to you and when you need them the most. Hello, hello, hello. So welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So today's episode is a little bit different than what I would normally do. So today's episode is with the amazing Anya Kilkenny. For anyone who isn't aware of Anya, Anya is the co-founder of an amazing company called Riley Period Products and they are kindly sponsoring the Shameless Podcast for the month of October. And I wanted to get Anya on because I don't think Anya, and we spoke about this on the episode, I don't think Anya and her her, her team have realised how much of a change and how much of an impact they are having with what they are trying to do. So... Riley began during COVID and what they're trying to do is they're trying to make ethical use of ethical tampons for daily use for people who have cycles worldwide that they want worldwide domination and the topics that we spoke about on this is the changes in education that can be made in schools in relation to period health we talk about the new legislation that's potentially coming into Ireland and potentially the new ones that are coming in regulation to contraception. We talk about the getting rid of period plastic because some of the stats that Anya mentions in this episode are are crazy. We talk about the system is it failing people or does the system need is the system the issue in relation to is it the actual system needs a tweak or do our expectations need a tweak? We also talk about some interesting facts about the cycle we also talk about the impact the menstrual health can have on athletes as well we talk about pms and the impact that stress has on it and we talk about female empowerment it's a short enough episode but i think it's it's worthwhile having a chat and i felt like just having a cup of tea to be honest with you and we nearly forgot to press record we were talking for ages beforehand so i really hope you enjoyed this kind of free-spirited chat with Anya, who is one of the co-owners of riley period products and there's a link in the notes below if you're interested in using their products. They're ethical, they're plastic free, and some of the stats in this are crazy. So I hope you guys have enjoyed or will enjoy the episode with Anya Kilkenny. Anya, how are we? Very well. How are you? Good. We nearly forget, forgot to press record here. We've been <laughs> chatting for half an hour and we're like, okay, crap, we've got a very short window here. Anya's a very busy person. So Anya, whoever isn't aware of what you do and who what your business is, can you give us a quick little synopsis? Because it is going to, as we spoke about, world domination is about to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Anya Kilkenny. I'm one of the co-founders of Riley, which is a subscription service for eco-friendly period care. And we deliver 100% organic cotton products, period products directly to our customers' doors. The idea came during the second, third lock. I don't even know. <laughs> One of the lockdowns. Yeah, How did the idea yeah. come about? 
so it's actually really funny. So yes, the idea came about in December 2020. And myself and my two co-founders, Lauren and Fiona, um, we've been friends a long time and we were catching up, having a glass of wine, as we do. And we were in my house in Dublin and I got my period. And we looked all over the house, every handbag, every coat pocket, every suitcase. And even though this happens every single month without fail, we had no period products. And like typical like women in our late 20s early 30s couldn't find anything so this really sparked an idea of a subscription service and we were like how is this not a thing already and then once we started researching you know the period product market we were so shocked to discover the damage mainstream period products um have on the environment and also how they can contain you know chemicals and toxins and that can be dangerous for a woman's body as well and we couldn't find a solution something that suited our lifestyle so we decided to do it ourselves and we launched Riley to market four months later in April 2021. And it's like you've been on Ray Darcy you've been in newspapers you've been everywhere in that short space of time have you taken a second to actually take a seat back and actually recognize what you've achieved? Um, I would say That's we're not no. great at that. That's a quick entrepreneur, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. We are incredibly proud at what we've achieved so far. Um, and, you know, we were a team of three, three co-founders. We're now a team of five, which is incredible. And we're really proud of how much um, we've been able to do in this short amount of time. We started off the business as um, an e-commerce business, you know, online only and delivering direct to our customers' doors. Since then, we also have a really strong uh, corporate side of the business. So supplying and partnering with small, medium and large businesses, including, you know, Press Up Group here in Ireland and Accenture Ireland, um, along with a couple in the UK uh, to provide products to their bathrooms for people who need them. So that's been like an incredible journey as well. And then we actually are also in Little at the moment as a trial. So we are in Little for two weeks um, as part of the Kickstarter program there. So definitely seeing us like in a retailer on supermarket shelves has been like so crazy. I actually couldn't believe it. And we were going into Little, we were in the aisle and Meg who joined our team in January, who's a powerhouse was with me. And I may have gotten emotional. She may have caught me getting a bit emotional, but uh, that's okay. And we were just absolutely delighted. So we do we do take seconds, minutes to reflect, but I suppose, as you mentioned, we have massive ambitions. So um it's only the start, really. I think when we were talking people would listen, what are you talking about? When we were talking, our conversations went off on the pages. <laughs> like to the point only told me about our first period. <laughs> yeah. Like, hello, this is my first period. <laughs> we probably should have been recording that. Yeah, exactly. So one of the big things was, we're, one of the questions that we were going to talk about was the education in schools and how it needs to be improved. But you actually have your own story about like your dad and your first grade. Uh, yeah, so it's so funny. Um, just to give context to everyone, <laughs> but yes, um, I remember getting my first period. So we were talking around education and um, education in schools. And for me personally, I had no idea what was happening when I was um, 
about to get my period and I got it a little later I got it at 14 you can get it you know as early as like 11 12 and you know there's later as well and um I was given no information whatsoever and I was given a book uh, like thrown a book at me closed the door and I was like reading it so confused and it was like oh there'll be like a drop of blood and then you'll be a woman and I was like all right okay and then I got my period and it was so far from one drop of blood I thought I was dying and then um, my dad at the time, he was away at the time and he rang the like house phone and was like, congratulations, I hear you're a woman and I wanted to die. I was like, this is so embarrassing. But that in itself is such a problem. Like the most powerful thing people can have is education and we just didn't get the education. We didn't have the knowing or understanding about our own bodies and what was happening in our own bodies. And that led to so much discomfort and so much embarrassment when it never should have. So I think something that like we want to do in Riley is really to really break the stigma and to open up the conversation, like both, you know, on female health, but particularly around periods. And we also have a My First Period kit that we partner with schools um, and it's two of each product and it gives loads of information in the pack. And then it also leads to like a landing page that they can like learn more about, you know, female health and the menstrual cycle Um because the period is completely normal and we shouldn't be afraid to talk about it or ask questions. And I think that there should be a bigger focus in education about it so that people are comfortable talking about it, both men and women. Well, I think the fact that 51% of the population have cycles or have had cycles, which is a massive, yeah, it's a massive, massive stat. I don't think a lot of people are aware of how big a percentage that is. And I think from having coached an awful lot of people with cycles, um it's i find it i can only understand it from a nerding nerd background yeah i can't understand it from a physiological background and i think somewhere along the line that physiological support and the psychological support needs to be brought in also for people with cycles because pms is one of these things like i know when i was a teenager and stuff i'd be like oh, they're on their cycle. It's such a flippant comment mm-hmm. that can be almost demeaning or degrading to whoever yeah. is an individual. But there's a lot more to it than that. And one of the big massive things with, with PMS is it's it can be caused by stress. And how do you, I know on the on your page and stuff on Instagram, you spoke about, or what there was an article or a blog about how to relieve the stress to kind of ma- make sure that's not going to have a knock-on effect onto your own cycle and stuff. Can you talk about how to, to reduce your own stress and what precautions you take in place for yourself if you do. <laughs> yeah, doubt, no, I do. Um, I actually am a huge advocate for um, like, underst- I think knowledge is fair. So understanding what's going on in the body is, I think, the key to be able to um, manage stress and understand stress um, because there's going to always be different stresses in our lives. Uh, I think cycle syncing is really important and a great way to manage stress. So uh, the practice of you know changing your diet or exercise or lifestyle habits to align with the stages of your menstrual cycle I think is incredibly important um so really like understanding what stage of the cycle that you're at and that you're able to meet the hormonal needs of your body and um, really makes that menstrual phase easier to manage so like for example during you know PMS when I know I'm not going to be very social I try to reduce the amount of like social events I go to or I try to reduce my work diary around my cycle just so that I can like 
give myself that time and give my body that time to relax and to to appreciate where it's at in that cycle and um, and then when I'm you know full of energy I like jam pack my diary I like jam pack the gym I try and do all the things that I like want to do and that's time when I have loads of energy but when I know I'm low energy when I know I'm PMS I do try and like map my life around that which I think is really important and it's helped me did you learn that yourself or because I know that's the thing from a a group over in Scandinavia called Red School. They talk about putting kind of like, like this, they compare your cycle to the four seasons of the of the year. And they can say like when you mentioned there about kind of withdrawing yourself or needing to kind of like take a little bit, not taking on more projects. That's one of the things they say in kind of like is it kind of like the winter or the, mm. the autumn when you're kind of going a little bit more inwards yeah. and yourself what do you need at that time did you learn from that or was that just kind of like a an awareness tool that you brought on yourself Shane there's been so much that I've learned that I never knew that I only started to learn in my late 20s early 30s like it's mental there's so much stuff that I had no idea what was going on in my body and um, yeah so I, le- I learned that and then just started mapping it towards myself and then realized yeah. that it was it's so huge useful I've seen like, it. With, how are we all not doing it? I've seen it with clients so often. I had the I had yeah. the amazing authors of Red School on the podcast, and they spoke about it. It's amazing if you actually map it out. I've seen it with clients like this makes so much sense. Why I feel it like makes this. so honestly, it, it makes so much sense. Yeah, I would highly recommend. If you, I'll put the links into the show notes with yeah. the episodes that we're talking about, and, and so people can actually listen to that. And like I put it in my diary in like my work calendar. I'm like PMS done. And like, it's so funny if you, we all share calendars, like myself, Lauren and Fiona, we can see it with each other as well. So it's even better. But that, <laughs> but but at least, exactly. And I think it's understanding that at least, you know, when someone's a little bit more ready to go or someone's a little bit more not ready to take on projects and you know when yeah. to put to, how to actually approach the individual. Because sometimes if the mood is lower, well, then that might not be the time to ask for a raise. you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. you're dead right um there was something that kind of changed in the last little while is an interview that dane asher smith did and i wrote an article for irish runners magazine on this and she was talking about that the reason why she potentially didn't do too great in the european championships that were on recently or the worlds i can't remember which one it is um that because she was on her menstrual cycle and she said not a lot of people are aware of when they're sinking or what's happening yeah how can we change the way the way the sports kind of look and take into take into consideration mental health into the performance of kind of like those mental cycles yeah well i think even just as i just mentioned knowing the stages of your cycle is so important and especially like around training and things like that i think it's incredible the amount of sports people that are coming out and talking openly about their periods again it's something that just didn't happen before um, to, and it's amazing to see and we fully support that as well and i think that you know periods are like a taboo subject like whether we like to admit it or not they really are like they haven't they're not open and that's something that here at Riley we're really trying to do and I think that like even we're contacting a lot of like sports clubs and things like that to see how we can partner with them as well and how we can support um women in sport and girls in sport because 
like a lot of girls are like stopping playing sports because they're in white shorts and they're embarrassed and they don't feel comfortable going and like playing sports so that they're missing it in that huge part of their lives because they're getting their period like that shouldn't be happening so it's really about how we support them and how we support them and continuing to play sport because it's so important in the GAA have brought in female liaison officers into each team mm. into each women's team I think I could be very wrong but I yeah, know I it's think- definitely one for the club I am I'm aware of anyway um and I think that does help because you have a safe haven to talk about it because if the education hasn't been necessarily provided for women or females or whatever gender identification you may have it's definitely not provided for males and a lot of the coaches would be male yeah definitely and it's interesting because we've we've partnered with a lot of corporates at the moment as well and they are taking our product and putting it in their bathrooms and it's great to see that they are providing these products and making them accessible to everyone but it's not just that they're creating a environment that people can talk about this now so as much as it's amazing that it's the actual product it's the whole conversation around it it's making people be able to talk to their managers or their coaches as the example you used and being able to say like yeah I have my period this is completely normal or I've experienced discomfort and then you can plan for that as well so as much as it's all about like providing product it's actually it does so much more than that it opens up the whole conversation around it and normalizes it in the workplace which is or in in a club as you say which is incredible there's been a massive shift in the conversation happened in the last three weeks, is it? I think since yeah. the new legislation that's kind of come in regarding kind of contraception, something else as well that you wanted to talk about. I know we were chatting via email yesterday about the potential other legislation that's kind of come in. Can you talk about the two different legislations and the impact it's going to have? Yeah, so obviously there's a new legislation, as you mentioned, um, which is providing free contraception for women, starting with the 17 to 25 age cohort. So that's... Um, like really good to see and that's um in the budget the 2022 budget um and then there's also a bill the provision of free period products and um, that's in the shannon at the moment that was a 2021 bill and it's in the shannon um at the moment so it'd be great to see this being moved forward so there is more um emphasis being put on female health and i think this will be like the tables are turning the conversation is moving forward we just have to keep doing it um i saw as well that they have a zero tax on the additional period products things like reusable underwear and things like um like period cups as well which again is another step in the right direction but we just need more we need to keep having these conversations and we need to make sure that the provision of free period product act gets through as well is the system doing enough to protect those menstrual cycles or do you feel it's just a little bit more robotic? I think it's a lot of um, robotic isn't even the word I would use. I think it's some of it is a tick box exercise. Um, I worry that it's not actually being followed through on. However, um, there are elements that are happening. So I know that we've partnered with the Cork County Council and the Cork City Council to provide period products in their buildings and in libraries as well, which is really good to see. Um, so hoping that a lot more of the county councils and city councils can take action on that as well. So I think from what I can see and what I've seen from like the health system, I can talk about the health system because I don't fully understand the health system, but the bit I kind of maybe probably should have worded the question better was when 
say someone has an issue with their cycle and they go and look for a kind of hormone screen, there is a wall put up straight away. That Definitely. what are you looking for to get pregnant? And the answer maybe no is like, well, why do you want a hormone screen? That's not this, that's the system has been created that way because it's more like, well, there has to be some serious issue in order for Them you to, to get the treatment you're looking test. for. Like, yeah. yeah. But rather than actually trying to say, well, that could be the reason why something is happening, or you could have PCOS, you could have endometriosis, yeah. you could have fertility issues, you could yeah. have PMDD, which is extreme, just like it's like depression. So you could have a lot of things going on, and you're going into perimenopause or whatever. So the, the change, the topics are changing. I think the system definitely needs to change. The system's a mess. Full stop. We know that. Yeah, and I think again, and like there needs to be so much more education about it. Like so many people I know who have like serious conditions as well have have they know themselves that there's something not right, and they keep going back to the to the health, like to doctors and to consultants and to trying to find what's wrong and they keep sending them away saying they're fine like this needs there needs to be more on it there needs to be more tests on it there needs to be more um more focus on it because like people just don't they don't have the education they're not equipped with these things to be able to diagnose what's going on as well they just send you on your way and think that these things are normal when they're not or here's the pill go sort it out yeah which is like I'm, I'll, I'll never forget a conversation I had with one of my clients and I always use her as the example she knows exactly who she is um, <laughs> she had no cycle for 10 years and she lived in New York she still is in New York and she was told by the doctor that here's the pill to go get your cycle back and I was kind of I, I told her to ring me straight away I was like what's that and what did they say here's the pill I was kind of like that's not the solution so no cycle for 10 years was kind of thinking about Hot, like kind of coming up to kind of childbirthing idea range if you know what I mean and uh, four months later we got our first cycle back and then five weeks ago she gave birth to twins ah, that's amazing so we've got nearly a little five aside team <laughs> in the last five months with, with, the, with the clients but this the first step has always been to get the hormone screen and there's always been a wall up and it's just that's the thing I don't think it's the doctors aren't the issue the doctors education hasn't been hasn't been provided but the system is like there has to be something wrong but how can we know something's wrong if your car is damaged they look under the hood mm. your body is more important than the car yeah oh 100 and like female health is a massively underserved market like area and like for decades women were often like excluded from clinical drug trials because they were said that because of their fluctuation in their hormones that it would make it difficult for women to study so like the majority of clinical trials like men are the majority in those so we're just not like they don't have the the information or the research on the human on the human female body so it's it's crazy of course they can't tell us what's wrong or advise us and what to take or what not to take or what to do yeah i think the amazing sentence with uh, dr stacy sims is women are not small men as you said the studies haven't yeah. been done on yeah on, on those dimensions like it's been done on all men so how can you understand when you're going to be hungry or you're going to be a little bit more cravings or you yeah, need to be training definitely. and all that kind of stuff one of your yeah, missions and i think a greater I'm sorry. go on i think like to start with it's having a greater effort like um to increase the number of women in trials because that's like how to start it to understand what is really happening and then they can go and um like they'll have they'll be equipped with that education and that knowledge and then they can try and map out a solution 
yeah, it has to, it has to start with the schools, I and mean, that's what you guys are doing, which with the the information boxes and stuff like that. So hopefully those go start to go world domination, mm. as we were talking off off air. Um, <laughs> The one of your mis- your main mission statement is putting an end to pl- period plastic. How why is that so important to Riley? And how can what can people do to alter this? Yeah, so I think that a lot of people just like to don't have the information on how much damage period products are having on the environment. Like for example, the average woman uses eleven thousand non-recyclable. Um, applicator tampons in her lifetime which equals to 5,500 plastic bags which is insane and these are like they're not biodegradable they're not breaking down any period product that I have used before now before Riley is still on this earth that's crazy it's terrifying what was that again five and a half thousand plastic bags that's madness yeah no the stats are shocking the stats are shocking for both the effect that it has on the environment, but also uh, the effect it has on females' bodies as well. So like a mainstream period product can contain up to 26 hormone-disrupting chemicals in it because it's washed with bleach. It, it's obviously cheaper, you know, like for, for mass production of these products, it's cheaper um, to be able to do that. And like they, it's it's things like when the tampon is made and the, and it has a string and, the, and glue is used to attach it, things like that, that... You know, we're just not, we just haven't thought about it. And these are products that we've been using our whole lives. And you just weren't taught to question it either because everyone was using it. They were everywhere. Um, and having all these scents and like like lavender, like our vaginas are not supposed to smell like lavender. Like that's not normal. Um, and like that comes from somewhere, you know what I mean? That comes from a chemical that's been added into these products. Um, so it's really, really, it's just really scary. Um, and I suppose when we were doing all the research, when we first came up with the idea and felt like it was going to be a subscription service, we started this research and found the shocking statistics on, on the planet and on the body as well. So that's why we were focused on having 100% organic cotton period products. Um, and I think it's really important to our customers. Um, like sustainability is a huge issue and we can see it with climate change, with rising sea levels. We can see it in these heat waves that we're now getting. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's really it's really, really important that we address it. And I think that people look at sustainability as just this massive thing and they don't know what to do. But actually, like a really small change every day can make a really big difference, um, whether that's like changing, you know, reusable coffee cups, changing, like bringing a reusable bag instead of a plastic bag or changing to reusable period care, just to start really look at like the what we're leaving on the on the planet and what we can change to do better. It's it's a powerful message because it is one of those like the planet is kind of like we're doing everything else, trying to reduce carbon emissions or people are going carbon neutral and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of these these stats, like if 51% of the population has used these products, that five and a half thousand plastic bags, it's a lot. It adds up, but compounds over time. And it, it, I, I, I never thought of it, if you know what I mean. I know. I wasn't aware of that at all, which is which is crazy. Um, and the core is like, as in, habit is a huge part of your life. Like you just are so ingrained in using the products you've used your whole life. So you never have taken that like minute to step back and be like, what am I actually putting inside me in one of the most vulnerable areas of my body? And like, what is it made of? Yeah, 
Yeah, because we're so particular in what we potentially put yeah. in place through food or alcohol or whatever, maybe, but maybe not necessarily putting in our bodies in another way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, there was a post that you guys put up a little while ago in relation to a Disney movie. Mm. Um, can you name the three interesting facts about the cycle that were in that Disney movie or in the Disney movies? Yeah, I can. And like, it was so funny. I was like thinking about this earlier when we were talking about like three. And when you were like, can you name three interesting facts? And I was like, all I could think of was like three like um, terrible facts that I was going to like share with Scare people. Scare people out of it. <laughs> yeah, and I was a bit like, oh, maybe that's like not the best thing to do. Um, but yeah, in terms of like actual like interesting facts, yeah, um, Disney made a movie, uh, like a period related movie um, that you can actually like look at. Um, I think it's online at the moment as well and you can find it but like some of the uh, things they say is that like having a nightlight and sleeping with a nightlight can help to regulate your cycle Um, and they also said um, about in the oh I forgot the second one I forgot what the second one is is is, um, no we'll have to go back to that but I had a third one that I wanted to actually just share Um, and it is you know the way like everyone says is do our periods like sync with each other when like a load of friends are together it's actually not true it's actually an I didn't think it was. yeah it's actually an advised tale um and there's loads of like um studies around it but the reason why people think it is because like um you menstruate for almost like 20 to 25 percent of the time so when you're in school and around people like it's just like highly likely that you're going to cross over with there's going to be overlap somewhere yeah exactly but it's actually just an otherwise gel <laughs> i think that's going to blow for you i think that's the big one uh so yeah you, exactly can you remember the second one yeah well there is yeah i can't remember i'm so sorry i'm gonna try and I'll, I'll come up with one um this might be a little bit graphic i don't know okay go on so the only way for so some some women may or some people with menstrual cycles may get this that they may feel a little bit more constipated at a certain time of the month when they're oh, having yeah. So the only way for you to actually get your cycle out is to actually poo it out. So it's like a snake skin; it regenerates. So if you are struggling to go to the bathroom around that time, you will need to get more water in. You'll need to get more veggies, fruit, and fiber into your body, and that will aid your issue around that time of the month people don't think of it like that's actually what happens it goes out through fecal matter nice. yeah that's a big graphic that's i don't know why that, <laughs> i don't know why that came to my head so I was like this that's is my fact, fact. Really. <laughs> someone listen to the cup of tea in the car with the kids I'm, really, I'm so glad i mentioned the nightlight one that was so much <laughs> nicer <laughs> than your one <laughs> exactly mine's a bit more uh a bit more graphic um so where can people find out about riley and where can people find about i i'm gonna put you under pressure i hope, really hope you do the podcast that we're talking about oh my gosh <laughs> um people can find us on ignoring um, that. yeah no shane is trying to make us do a podcast um which we will think about um hopefully it. we will they're gonna Maybe. do it um yeah we're gonna think about it and um yeah people can find us on weareriley.com and they can also find us on our instagram we.r.riley and our tiktok which is also the same handle uh we put up so much content there so much educational content so much um so much um fun content like loads of stuff that is um that you can find on our tiktok and i just remembered the second part. i already have my one <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, go, go on. Go on. 
Go on. <laughs> it's, it's actually very simple. That because the hormone changes in the body when you have your period, your voice actually slightly changes. So if we were to record it elevates this, or it goes down? It elevates. Yeah. So if we were to record this at a different time, I may sound different. There you go. Interesting. That is, I, <laughs> that is interesting. I even read that post and now it makes sense. <laughs> I hope you enjoy that fact. Much nice better than my one. one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Anya, thank you so much for coming on. I know you're, you're very, very busy. So I know we had to keep it short and sweet because we kept yapping for ages beforehand. But Anya, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks a million, Shane. We'll chat soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Shane Walsh podcast with Anya Kilkenny. So really, really useful chat, really, really interesting chat and some interesting stats and facts that I wasn't aware of. And I hope you guys have enjoyed that kind of informal chat. So if you want to buy the products, I would highly recommend it. And there's a link in the show notes. You can go over to wearewriting.com and you can use the discount code that's in the show notes below for 15% off. And then you can also, if you are interested in working with myself on a one-to-one basis, please use the link in the show notes. And if you're interested in the next intake of the Female Fat Loss Program, which starts on the 14th of November, which will bring you right up to Christmas, then click into the link into the show notes and we will get you set up that week before. So I really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode with Onya Kilkenny.